0: Welcome to Liftoff with energizing results. Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that will come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay, here we go. Today I'm very excited to introduce you to Juana Bordas. How are you doing Juana? And Oh, I'm doing you? great. <laughs> where are you hanging out right now? <laughs>
1: I'm looking forward to chatting with you and with uh, getting some new connections.
0: Yes, we do that. We do that. Where are you hanging out right now?
1: I live in beautiful Colorado. I live in the Rocky Mountains. Uh, And uh, there's snow on the ground, but you you never can tell around here. Some days it's beautiful. Some days it's snowing.
0: Sounds very German to me, right? (laughs) We already had some fun before we even started. All right. Author of Salsa, Soul, and Spirit, Leadership for a Multicultural Age and the Power of Latino Leadership, Ahora, The Colorado Women's Hall of Fame released a documentary on her life in 2023. Juana received the International Leadership Association's Lifetime Achievement Award. Congratulations to that. (laughs) And I think your mission to creating a Latino leadership legacy, I think it's remarkable. So again, I'm very thankful that I can talk to you today, Juana.
1: Thank you for having me. I think this is wonderful, especially the short and compact and impactful talk we're going to (laughs) have.
0: So let's, let's get into it, right? (laughs) Okay, here we go. So who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face?
1: Well, I believe in the power of we. And so whether it's business or you're an entrepreneur or you work in the nonprofit sector, I like to bring people together to develop a, a strategy, a strategic plan that promotes their members, amplifies their voice, their impact and visibility. So in corporations, I've done a lot of work with what are called ERGs, employee resource groups, um, to get them more visible and to get them more organized within within their organization. But particularly women and Latinos, people of color, young leaders, uh, we need to get together to emphasize the valuable contribution we're making. There's power in numbers. So whether you're an entrepreneur or you work with nonprofits um, that, you know, promote sustainability and equity, 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 (laughs) it's just really important. And I love to bring people together to decide what they wanna do to have greater impact and to make the changes they wanna make.
0: Wonderful. What are the, the biggest challenges they face typically?
1: Well, I think, you know, um, the whole idea of becoming collectivist, you know, and not focusing on the eye, but then having these clear outcomes and strategies, right, and really knowing what it is you want to contribute uh, to the bottom line or the social welfare. Um, for instance, Latinos are going to make up 78% of new entries into the labor force in the United States in the next 10 years. So companies need to know how to recruit, promote, retain uh, Latinos. But if Latinos don't, send that message out within their corporation, for example, they're not going to be promoted. And so I think that um, it's, it's difficult a lot of times for like Gen Zs and millennials to start thinking about joining organizations because within organizations, you have a bigger impact or to bring your group together, to start it yourself, to use your entrepreneurial spirit, to bring people together. So I think we have to overcome the idea that we can do it by ourselves. No, it's always the collective. It's always the group working together. And having a, a common vision and focus.
0: Well, wow. it's always about the we, so I love that totally. <laughs> so, and the last time I checked, we're all humans. So, what are common mistakes you know they typically make when trying to solve these challenges?
1: Well, I think, you know, if we look beyond that, um, we're going to see the commonalities we have as people. And one thing I'm really proud of the younger generation is that they do have this sense of equity and sustainability, and they want to dismantle hierarchy and, and dominance, which has been part of the problem. You can't have we, in we, and one of the principles I teach is the leader is equal, that we all have something to contribute. So, I you know, I think we need to look beyond that. Women need to look and, and connect with younger people people. I teach a lot about intergenerational leadership, where people like you and me can work with the younger generation, giving them perspective, and they keep us young, they keep us focused, they keep us thinking about the future. And so that whole idea of going beyond that sense of I and looking at the we, the collective, what what holds us together as humanity, as you said?
0: Well, there's so many uh, touch points I would love to get into with you, uh, maybe in a in a in another conversation because I just wrote a white paper and uh, it also includes the generational couples perspective and how they apply to uh, modern leadership. So, but you know, we get to that. Let's let's give it some time. So. <laughs> But before I ask uh, Juana what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement, let me quickly say something here to our audience. If you are enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So Juana, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will help with these issues?
1: Well, I think the first thing is that they can start reaching out to people that are different than them. You know, there's a lot of a lot of people saying today that people stay within their group rather than reach out and learn about differences and learn about how different people think. Um, For example, um, I don't know if people know this, but the majority of people in the world are young. In the United States, you know, uh, millennials and Zs are, are the fastest growing. There's more Zs in the workplace than boomers now. And so this in, intergenerational thing I teach about is really important. And so let's reach out to other people. Let's reach out to the people that are different. Let's understand that in reaching out, we're going to learn. We're going to grow. We're going to expand. And so I think it's real important that people begin to look at other people as resources, as collaborators as people that they can learn from rather than stay in their silos or think that they, they are only going to um, relate to the groups that they're in already. And that includes spiritual groups or religious groups as well.
0: Yeah, I love that. So there are more we's than we think that we are kind of like situated in, 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 well, kind of like our um, bubble, so to speak, I I think. Uh, So there are more we's that uh, we can, get connected to. Is that fair to say? Well, and
1: I think young people are we's. Uh, You know, uh, when you look at young people, they have a world culture. Uh, They even dress alike. You know, people in Germany are dressing like people in San Francisco and and in Denver. And so that that whole idea that we have to Mm. evolve, I mean, we we, we have to really evolve into this multicultural, equitable, global society. We live in a global society. We're all connected Mm. through technology. So now it's time to connect the human heart.
0: Love it. Love it, love it, love it. So um, I want to give you also the platform to share where people can find you, but also what is one valuable free resource that you can direct people to that will help with that, but also in a broader sense.
1: Okay, so um, one thing I want you to know is I am Latina. I was born in Nicaragua and I worked in the Latino community. And this is real important because Latinos are a multicultural people. We are all the races. We come from 26 countries. So I want to invite people to learn about us and to learn about our leadership. So on my website, juanabordis.com, You can download the 10 principles of Latino leadership, and it not only tells you the principle, but it tells you how to apply it. And so you can have that as a little cheat sheet and learn about the leader is equal. Learn about how you prepare for leadership by becoming the kind of person you want other people to follow. And uh, learn about how collective action, which I call leadership by the many, is the solution to the many issues we face. But I also want to invite the young people to follow me on TikTok because I just posted the Chinese New Year. Tomorrow it's going to be about love and it's Juana underscore Bordas. And they're going to have some fun with that one.
0: I can totally see that. (laughs) We have to to connect on many platforms in that regard. So wonderful. (laughs) Of course, we put everything in the show notes so folks can check it out. So thank you for that. So what's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience?
1: Well, I think that it's important to ask, what are the leadership assets, the contribution Mm. that people of color, women and young people bring to organizations and communities? we need to ask that question. And how did women survive? How did people of color, how did Latinos survive? Because in the United States, we've gone through 500 years of oppression and marginalization, and yet we're thriving. Uh, And it's because of our leadership. We have very collaborative, people-centered, community-centered, generous leadership, leadership where everybody's contribution is valued. And I think um, especially the Anglo community needs to start asking, wow, what can we learn from you? It's not just about equity. It's about learning from each other because we have some really dynamic, um, proven uh, ways of leading
0: So um, before we we get into uh, into this conversation, we uh, uh, had some fun uh, earlier, but also um, we established that you're kind of like an activist, right? So everything kind of like combines being kind of like not only the leader, the teacher and the writer. So it actually comes down to an activist. So here's your platform. So what would an activist uh, say to the world right now?
1: I think an activist would say to the world right now that all of us, it's time for all of us to step up. It's time for us to create a future for our children. The whole idea about the earth and the sustainability of the earth, um, I don't know if you know this, but three people in the United States, three men, white men, own half the wealth. I think it's time for all of us to be thinking about the future and the kind of future we want to leave our grandchildren. You know, in the tradition of the Iroquois leader, uh, they always said that the great leader always thinks of the impact of his, or her action on their children, their children's children, and under seven generations. So I believe as an activist, it's time for all of us to step up and create that future for those that come and follow us.
0: Well, you achieved it. So I had my first goosebumps moment during this conversation. <laughs> so now we're getting to my final question. And it's a personal one. When was the last time you experienced goosebumps
1: with your family and why? Here they are. Uh, My grandson Ishmael finished law school in December and he was on law review at his university. And he announced he wants to use his talents to protect and defend people who cannot afford a lawyer as a public defender. And because we are an immigrant family, uh, we now have a third generation choosing uh, public service and emphasizing the contributions our family can make to the future. So more than that, in these times when immigration and, and, and refugees, you know, one out of five people in the world are refugees, um, when we have all these political issues, my family stands out as a beacon on how immigrants have made and contributed to make America great and to make this country great. So having a third generation activist in my family, that's not only goosebumps, it's, it's, it's a blessing.
0: It is indeed. (laughs) Thank
1: you. And he's gorgeous. He's Afro-Latino. He is gorgeous. Check him out on TikTok.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Wonderful. Thank you, Juana, for uh, this beautiful goosebumps moment and this explosion of uh, uh, insights that you shared. And also thank you for our conversation. It was a pleasure talking to you. I appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you share with us today.
1: In the tradition of Latino culture.